hello again, and welcome to the D Group Leader Podcast. This is Chris McLaughlin, pastor of discipleship here at Stones Crossing Church, and I'm so glad that you've joined us today. This is episode eight of the D Group Leader Podcast, and we're going to be starting a four-part series on looking at how to prepare a study, to prepare a study for your D Group. Um, now, this is actually something that, for the most part, um, shouldn't be too challenging in that uh, we have studies that are already prepared in our curriculum list that you are pulling from. Um, however, there is some really good work that we should be doing as D group leaders to prepare for our studies. Um, and so we're going to be digging into that today. Uh, just a quick update for you. Um, uh, this morning I released, uh, this is Monday, by the way. So this morning I released a updated curriculum list for you. You should have received an email with that and and uh, you can also find it on the courtyard. Just log in and uh, go to the files tab under the D Group Leaders Group, and you should be able to find that updated list. We've added a whole bunch of new uh, studies, some things that have come out recently, and then also one of the things that you can look for is our new rating system that I put in there. And what I tried to do was kind of rate the studies from uh, one to five on level of difficulty, and that might help you in deciding uh, what your group may need uh, as you're uh, preparing for your next study. So um, if you ever have any questions about what to do next to, um, always re- you can just reach out to me. I've reviewed all of these studies and um, I can give you some insight onto maybe some that sound interesting to you. So just reach out to me anytime. Well, let's go ahead and get into what we're going to talk about today. Um, now, really what we're going to be doing today is, is setting up what we're going to be looking at over these next four weeks and then really digging into how can we uh, prepare to understand the passage that we're dealing with. See, it's very rare that we have a study, and especially on our curriculum list, it's rare to have a study that's not focused around one particular passage of scripture. Uh, what we're talking about here is that we want our our studies to be centered around one particular passage of scripture. And this is called ex- being exegetical or um, in other words, what we're saying is, is we, we want to really get into God's word and let, and allow God's word to be the very center of our study week after week. Um, this is in contrast to what we might see as being like topical studies. Um, so, you know, if you've been coming to Stones Crossing Church for a while, you know, uh, Sunday sermons are typically always exegetical. We're going to always preach right from scripture and work verse by verse through the passage. Um, our D group studies should typically always be exegetical as well. And I think this is really important because with topical studies, there's a temptation to move away from scripture and get into our own human philosophies. Uh, Colossians 2.8 is a great passage to look at for this. If we were to focus on the way of the world, our human traditions, human philosophies, uh, and our own way of thinking, rather than focusing on God's word, that we're missing it. We're missing what God has for us here. So we need to make sure that we are uh, focusing on scripture and uh, and allowing our studies to be centered there. Now, I'm not saying that all topical studies are bad at all. Um, we just want to make sure that we stick to doing studies that are right from God's word as much as possible. In fact, on the curriculum list, there are a number of topical studies that you could pick from. And so, um, and but those ones have been selected because those are topical studies that work through a passage each week. Uh, so it's a little, little bit of a different uh, take on the topical study. So let's go ahead and dig into what we're going to do here. Uh, in, in preparing to teach a study, we have work to do to do that. We can't just 
sit down with our group, open up the book and read it for the first time in front of them as, as D group leaders. Um, I know I've done that before. I'm sure many of you have done that before and you know the difference. You know how it goes when you do that versus when you're prepared. And so when we prepare to teach, we have to take a little bit of time. And I, personally, I would leave I would leave an hour or two each week to prepare for your study. Um, and so what I want to do here is walk through four steps, four goals that we need to have in mind when we're preparing to teach a study. The first is that we need to understand the passage that we're using. The second is we need to learn how to apply that passage. The third is to work out our teaching goals. And the fourth is then to package the study together. And so these four steps are, are critical for us as we're preparing. So what we're going to do today, we're just going to look at that first step in this, that we want to understand the passage. And this is where a lot of our work is going to be done. I'd say a good half of our work is going to be done just in studying the passage that we're dealing with. So I'm going to give you really what we're, what we're going to do here is I'm going to give you four big picture steps that you need to take as you're preparing to teach uh, really to preparing to teach and preparing to understand the passage that you're dealing with. And this can be so useful when you're teaching, but also just in your own personal study time. So the first step is this, pray. We need to pray, <laughs> okay? Uh, let, me, let me take you to this passage in 1 Corinthians. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and uh, verses 14 through 16. And Paul is so clear about this. He says, the natural person, in other words, the person who is not a Christian, the natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person, so the, here's talking about the Christian, the spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. What I love about this is that it's making a distinction between the Christian and the non-Christian. And that the non-Christian is going to look at the word of God and see it as foolishness. Because these are spiritual matters. There's a spiritual element to it. And so for the Christian, that means that we have a power to help us to understand God's word, and that is the Holy Spirit. So our first step in any type of Bible study, trying to understand scripture, preparing to teach, we need to pray. We need to go to God and ask him by his spirit to empower us to be able to understand his word. The second step in this then is to get an overview of the book. And, and not just the passage, I'm talking about the whole book that you're dealing with. So if you're talking about like the book of Ezekiel, get a good understanding of the overview of that book. Now, right now in my D group, we're starting a, a study of the book of Genesis. And so I needed to kind of understand for myself an overview of the book of Genesis. Here's a couple, uh, a couple things you can ask uh, as you're coming to this overview process. Like, okay, so can we know who the author is and who the original recipients were? Okay, so in the book of Genesis, um, we make a case for Moses, Moses being the author of the book of Genesis, and that the Hebrews that are, uh, who came out of Egypt, who are about to enter into Canaan and start conquering the land, like that's the original recipient of this work, of the book of Genesis. And that actually helps us with our interpretation. 
we also want to want to probably know like what appears to be the author's purpose in writing this book. And so in Genesis, again, I think we, we see that it's to encourage faith in the Hebrews as they enter into Canaan. What's the historical background of the book? Uh, so then we kind of understand that whole hist- the history of like, okay, so the Hebrews just left Egypt. They just had all those foreign gods. They're, now they're wandering in the desert. They're eating manna every day. Um, they're about to enter Canaan. They're scared to enter Canaan because of all the uh, warriors that they see in there. So that all of that is historical background that helps us to understand what's happening in the, in the story. And then you can ask, like, what are some of the main themes of the book? And so, um, you know, for Genesis, I think we see one big theme through the whole thing, and that's that the one true God, that there is one true God and he can be trusted. And so that's kind of what we want to get to with this with this big picture idea of what this book is about. Now, there's a few recommended resources for you on this. I mean, a good study Bible can really help with this because at the beginning of every book, there's a great little section of those study Bibles that tell you a lot of this stuff. And that really helps. So I'd recommend, you know, like uh, the ESV study Bible is great. I love the Gospel Transformation Bible, the Reformation study Bible. There's a bunch of others that are really great study Bibles out there that help you to understand that context. There's some other resources, too, if you want to dig deeper. Um, One of my favorites is uh, was put up by Crossway. It's called the Biblical Theological Introduction to the Old Testament. And then the second volume is the Biblical Theological Introduction to the New Testament. And so uh, these books have been so helpful for me in just in understanding that, that broader context of what the book is all about. Okay, so we want to pray. We want to get an overview of the book. And then we want to thirdly get an overview of the passage that we're dealing with. So we want to read through the passage. And I'd say read through that passage all the way through in one sitting without stopping. Don't don't like break it up. Just read through the whole thing. Um, ask some questions afterwards. Ask some some things like, okay, so what stands out to you? Just write that down. Um, who are the characters that are involved or the people that are involved? Um, where and when does this story take place? Uh, you can ask you know, are there specific commands or instructions that Christians need to obey? Are there, are there warnings that we need to pay attention to? Here's a big one. Ask yourself as you're looking at this, are there key words, phrases, or ideas that are repeated in this passage or in the book that you're reading? That's huge because that's going to give you an, some insight into the, the general theme of what's going on there. I would say make sure that you read the immediate context as well. Like, so read, you know, a couple paragraphs before, a couple paragraphs answer. Sometimes that helps to answer the questions we have. And then just kind of write down, you know, from these first impressions, what do you think the main ideas of the passage are? A good, a good way to try to do this, and this is something I got into in college, um, is to try to summarize the whole passage that you're studying. Write it down, but summarize it in 10 words or less. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Try to summarize it in 10 words or less. And it's such a helpful tool to really get that overview of the passage. Like what's the main idea? So we've looked at praying, right? We want to pray for understanding. We want to get an overview of the book, get an overview of the passage. And then I think this is where we want to start to ask some of the tough questions. And this is an important step because the truth is, is that if you have questions about the text, the chances are that people in your group are going to have those same questions too. And we need to be as prepared as possible to answer the questions that they might have. But at the same time, it's okay that we don't have all the answers, right? We want to, you know, if, if someone asks a question, 
in your group, don't don't make something up. Just say, you know, I, I don't know. I, you know, I'd love to go find that out later. Um, then go back uh, that later that night or later that week and, and find those answers. Uh, look up these resources or or even contact me. I would love to help with that stuff. That's like that's like my bread and butter. So so um, so let's uh, you know make sure that you are doing the hard work. This important step to ask the tough questions to be as prepared as you possibly can and. Um, and so I think some good questions that you can come to your passage with are things like, you know, what, what was really hard to understand here? Like, what, was there something that was really, really difficult? Were there, were there words that I need to look up that were unfamiliar, right? Start, start with those basic ones. Then maybe go to, um, why did the author write it this way? Why did the author use this particular word or this particular phrase or, or, uh, um, or, or why did he why did he word it like that? Um, sometimes that gives us some insight into his purpose and into the purpose of of what the author is trying to convey. I think we can ask ourselves how this passage fits into the book as a whole. Um, sometimes the passage is building on an argument, or it's adding a really important piece to a story, and so we want to ask that question: How does it fit into the book as a whole, and how does it support the main theme of the book? And then I think also this is a huge one. Um, is this passage quoted or used elsewhere in the Bible? This is this is massive. This is a, a a little tool that we use all the time, and it's called Scripture Interpret Scripture. And what this is is that you know the Bible it's all inspired by God. It's all God's word, and sometimes. Another author in another book may use a passage from a previous book and then give a little bit more insight to it, give a little bit more information about it, or use it in a particular way that helps us to understand how they understood it. And if that's the case, then and because it's inspired, it's God's word, that means it's right. <laughs> so, so what we need to do is actually look and see, are there other times in the Bible where this is being used? There's a great resource for this, and um, I, it's called the Commentary on the New Testament Use of the Old Testament. Um, this was probably my number one go-to resource right now with Bible study. It is fantastic, and so I highly recommend it. Um, you can also uh, see these same parallels, like see where Scripture is being used in other Scriptures um, through Bible software, just Googling it sometimes. Um, but having a resource like that where it's going to give you a little bit of commentary, a little bit of uh, insight into why and what's being said, um, that's just going to help so much. So then what you're going to do is you know, take those four things, you know, right? So we, we've prayed. We've got an overview of the book. We get an overview of the passage and we ask these tough questions. So then take those conclusions, write them down. And this is how we're going to start working out our application for our D group and for our own lives. The application of the passage, this is what we're going to get to next time on the D group leader podcast. We'll see you then. Mm-hmm.